Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. Happy New Year, Confluencers. Happy 2019. Yes, we made another trip around the sun. Welcome to episode 18. Let me tell you how blessed I am. I had the opportunity to celebrate New Year's twice. I've been just that nice. I got to celebrate it twice. Once on European time and then when I made it back home to the States. I hope that means double blessings for my life and for this year. So that was kind of cool to me. Speaking of Europe, I am back. I enjoyed myself immensely on the continent. It was cold between 28 and 35 degrees every day. I learned a little bit more French and I saw sites and monuments that was once a dream to me. I did the Africans in Paris tour. I saw the Eiffel Tower. You talking about massive. The Arc de Triomphe. The Louvre Museum. Mona Lisa. uh, Which um, I have my own thoughts about Mona Lisa. Buckingham Palace. London Bridge. I was so excited to go over London Bridge. Like. Took me back to pre-K. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. And the list goes on and on. I did this trip alone. People didn't understand that, but I did. I needed that oneness with me. I had a few moments like, did I do the right decision? Did I make the right decision to go on this trip by myself but yes in the end I did I had a few what the hell moments like my first encounter with a lady that had a body older that could stop a clock she wanted to know who did my hair so hair is universal in Europe and a lot of women rock this short haircut but the French are not obsessed with daily showers and scent of soaps just like we are And then I had a serious moment at the train station. I lost my favorite scarf, two sets of gloves, and I shattered my iPhone glass. But all of that could be replaced at the end of the day. And it could not replace the experiences that I had gained. I documented my excursions with a comical commentary on my social media platforms. And of course, you know, I will be blogging and doing a podcast later this month about my Paris experience. But in the end, I felt free. I was on my own time, especially my own dime. I didn't have a set agenda at times. And unlike a girl's trip, no one was mad at me because I wasn't ready to go when a group was ready to go. And I didn't have a list of things that we had to do in order to you know, check lists. And I like there was no personal checklist. Me being in Paris actually was enough. Paris is the fashion capital of the world. It's actually also the perfume capital of the world. So I had an opportunity to just be and bask in that moment. 
Um, as I said on my social media platform, I did not bring souvenirs because our dollar does not have much weight in Europe. And so if you want to know how Paris was, just look at the pictures on my Instagram. It'll help you out a whole lot. So where's your souvenirs? In Paris, I say in Paris. <laughs> but in Europe, the custom of what one does on this day, New Year's, is what they would do for the rest of the year. And child, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that's not the case. Because when I made it back to America on yesterday, I literally slept, text and talked to my boo all day on repeat. So if that is an indication of what my 2019 will bring, just know that I'm going to have to like do a reset and redo. But like again, remember, I celebrated it twice. So once it was on a plane jet setting and the other one was in my bed sleeping. So I hope it will bring more than a snooze fest. I hope it will be like the first one jet setting and going all around the world. But your friend was tired and jet lag is real. And my flight was 13 hours and flying over the Atlantic Ocean is nerve wracking. So I needed a vacay from the vacay. But all was well. My flight was amazing. They offered us free wine, free beer, free cocktails in honor of New Year's Day. So that helped out a lot. But the meaning of New Year's was evidently clear while I was across seas because it's a big deal to them over there. So I learned why it was psychologically important and significant to people throughout the world, not just over here on the western side of the hemisphere. We say out with the old and in with the new. And now I'm not going to lie. I hated to see 2018 leave. Overall, 2018 was good to me. It was my year of 40. I recovered some lost friendships and I went to Cabo, Paris, UK, Germany, and I found love. God, I found love. The beginning of the year, though, it was rough. But the ending was amazing. Like, it was amazing. I couldn't have planned December no better than how it happened. That's a lesson within itself. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. As I posted on my Instagram page on New Year's Eve, the first rule of 2019 is not to dwell on what wrong in 2018. That leaves us salty if we continue to stay and look and reflect back at our past. As great as 2018 ended with an over-the-top birthday party and trip, I am looking forward to 2019. The number nine is a symbol of wisdom and initiation. Believe it or not, nine is a highly emotional and spiritual number. Because biblically, the number nine stands for a complete cycle of growth. And there are nine fruits of the spirit. So maybe, just maybe, this will be the year that we will grow in the areas of love, joy, peace, 
patience, Lord, patience. Mm, it's a virtue. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, maybe that this would be the year. On New Year's Day, we sing songs, pop fireworks, and toast champagne. Many of us become serious about life and making resolutions that some of us never resolve. We sing a very classic tune, Should Old Acquaintances Be Forgotten and Never Brought to Mind. Do you know why that song is so appropriate for New Year's celebrations? See, I learned this in Paris. It's because you should start your new year off fresh and evaluate your life, plan and resolve to take action. You can't take action on things that you will not resolve. Old things are literally passed away. Old friends with pointless existence in your life. Old memories that evoke sadness old relationships that brought more harm than pleasant experiences to your life and your circumstance they have to they have to just go make a vow to yourself not to be a bag lady in the new year just as erica badu's song suggests let it go the relationship didn't work out pray about it and let it go your children are not how you wanted them to turn out Pray about it. Let it go. The people on your job treat you unfairly. Pray about it and let it go. My dad wasn't the best dad. My mama wasn't around like she should have been. Pray about it and let it go. My ex-husband is remarried and living the life I wanted us to live. Oh, my God. Pray about it and let it go. Ladies of Confluence, this is the last year of this decade this is the grand finale we can't hold on to that if we're trying to live our best life so what am i trying to tell you today let it go in order for you to soar because all things will be made new again i claim it so get ready to receive it one thing I want to do for 2019 is to pay for more experiences and not focus on the frivolous things that bring me only joy for a little bit. If you know what I mean, like clothes and buying a new car like that is only for a little while. I actually want to save more money in order to build my business to take it to new heights. This year, I am not going to do an actual resolution. I'm not going to put that psychological pressure on myself, you know, to lose weight and I gain it instead to go back and get my PhD and I'm not even motivated to do so. I'm not going to do that to myself. Mm -mm, not this year. However, I am going to do a vision board. You may ask what is the purpose of making such goals and why even bother? A vision board is a tool to help clarify and concentrate and maintain focus on specific life goals. See, I remember being in college, being taught the word smart 
And one of the words for smart is S, which is specific, not Pacific, specific. And literally a vision board is any sort of board on which you display images that represent whatever you want to be or do in your life. If you think vision boards are bogus, because a lot of people say, I ain't doing no vision board. I ain't vision board. Oh, like the negative, like the negative talk. Then the joke's on you. I am here to tell you that they work. And there's actual, a simple explanation behind why they work so well. Vision boards actually give us purpose. Visualization is one of the most powerful mind exercises that you can do. See, a lot of reasons, like a lot of kids get a lot of stuff because they are, they are visual. They're visual learners. They see it. Seeing is believing. And if you don't see it, you can't believe it. But it helps you to see what you're working towards and a constant reminder when you lose your way. I. She right here who loves clothes. Remember, that's one reason why I had to go to Paris. Because I needed to see what the Givenchy store looked like and the Louis Vuitton looked like and the Chanel store looked like. And to be quite honest, it looked like what it looks like in America. The flagship stores, they all look the same. But anyway, I hang my vision board right in my closet. Why? Because A, I love clothes. And B, I see it every day in order for me to get dressed. And here is the thing about vision boards. It's an ongoing process. I have every vision board in my life from 2014 until now hanging in my garage. And some days I literally walk up to the board and I'm shocked. And I'm like, look at you, God, you showing out. Because everything that I envisioned, God made it happen. I remember just this one simple thing. I wanted to get over 1K in followers, right? Because again, specific, you know, attainable. That's another one of SMART. Attainable goal. And I, I it seemed like I just couldn't get over a thousand on Instagram and over a thousand on Facebook. And I actually made that a part of my business section on my vision board. And that might not mean anything to you, but it meant everything to me because that means that was a thousand people on different platforms that I was able to reach with my book and with knowledge and with content from the heart. But everything I speak from, I speak from experience. And so like when more people are starting to like it, they're like, you know, you speaking to me today, Charlie Marco. And to be quite honest, I'm speaking to you, but really I'm ministering to myself because I don't post nothing that I don't live through. And so when that happened, I was like, look at you, God, showing out. That might like, again, that may be simple things. I even have my child, a picture of my child on my vision board saying how I want to be a better mother to Gavin. The Bible tells us to write the vision and make it plain, plain, plain. So you can see not colored or colored and cluttered with unnecessary things that we want, things that 
are hard to obtain, like a jet. Like, I mean, you 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 drive a 2006 Corolla and you got a jet. Like, let's make it realistic, <laughs> which is another word and the smart goal. Let's be realistic when we create those visions. And it took a while for me to get that. And so people that say vision boards are idiotic are those people that are not a being specific they're not being measured with their goals they're not being attainable they're not like shooting for things that are attainable they're not being you know realistic and they're not being time sensitive i've created a heartfelt workshop around vision boarding and before we start cutting and gluing to boards, the first thing that we actually do within my workshop is what I call a release. We release all things that hold us back from reaching our fullest potential. And whether we write it down and throw it in our mental trash can or write it on a sticky note, we burn it up. We take it and we burn it up never to bother us again. It's a must to declutter your mind so you don't carry that over into your new year. You know, people say the year of yes. And sometimes your yes can turn into no because you're so focused on what went wrong in the past. Like I said before, your past can leave you salty. And in order to put your dreams into drive, you must figure out what has you in neutral. If there are things blocking your way, you will not be able to go anywhere like a car. If your pathway is not clear, your ride is going to be bumpy, which brings me to my next major point. Actually, I'm going to have a real moment. I did not do one last year and I literally lost my direction. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do with my business, with my life, my son or myself. I didn't do many speaking engagements. I didn't write as much and I did not go hard. I did not grind like I usually grind. I became lazy. I stopped affirming myself and I started believing what others said about me. At the beginning of the year, I felt depressed last year and I was starting to feel like a failure and it dawned on me. It was for that very reason. It hit me. Girl, you didn't do a vision board for 2018. And for a moment, I was aimlessly roaming, trying to find out what I should be doing. Like, what am I doing? Like, what what's my purpose? I mean, I literally kind of like just let I let the ball drop. And that stressed me out. And I realized that I'm a planner and it's okay to be just that. I like graphic organizers and organizing different areas of my life. Hell, I'm a compartmentalizer. And when I can't find compartments for things to go in, that, that is even in my house. I kind of lose it. Like clutter, like takes me on a whole nother level. Like I can do organized chaos, but it's a different between clutter and organized chaos. And I have to just walk in that moment. Like you are a planner. It's okay to be a planner. Forget what people say, right? And in order to live your life with fulfillment, that actually takes organization. 
Companies can't run without organization. Like there are flow maps and charts on everybody's computer. Everybody has Excel and it's okay. Like we try to like make ourselves not like we are an entity. We are a company trying to flourish in a society. What am I trying to say? It's very simple. You want to enjoy the sense of purpose, accomplishment, and pleasure that you feel when you achieve your goals and values. And having a vision board helps you look off to see how far you've come and how much longer you have to go. That's what gives us great happiness and great joy. That is the motor and the purpose of our life. When we fulfill those things and the purpose that God has put us here for. It's when we're not happy, we start making moves to find what we're looking for. This is what I know to be true about vision boards. One, a vision board helps you identify the vision and give you clarity. Listen, doubt and faith cannot reside in the same temple. I remember my grandmother telling me when fear moves in, faith moves out. Because a vision board is actually an act of faith. Many of us never get what we want because we don't know what we want. You must be able to visualize and verbalize what your desires really are. I'm talking about that deep down. Not like the stuff that we say, girl, I don't want that girl. I don't want love. Girl, I don't want love to find me. Mm-hmm. Knowing at night you crying because you don't have that man or whatever you need to hold you tight. Stop playing with yourself when it comes to your visions and what you want for your life. Making a vision board is a wonderful way to bring clarity to that general desire that you can turn into an achievable goal. Got that? Number two, this is what I know to be true about vision boards. They help reinforce your daily affirmations. You must do a mindset shift and affirm yourself daily. I posted the other day, a negative mind will never give you the positive life that you desire. It's the law of attraction. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you glue down to the board. If you don't have a positive mindset for it, if you think negatively, consciously and subconsciously, let me say that because sometimes it's not even in our conscious mind. It's in our subconscious mind. We think that we're a not worthy, b not able to see don't have the resources it's not for you to figure out it's for you to move and operate in faith you gotta throw that away you gotta shift your mind into a positive gear and listen i am guilty of this too remember when i speak to you i'm ministering to myself honey we gotta stop trying to figure out how it's gonna happen and start believing Again, a vision board is all about believing in the impossible because it's not up to us. With faith, all things are possible. And definitely number three, a vision board 
helps keep your attention on your intentions. Let me say that again. A vision board helps you keep your attention on your intentions. You got to keep it out, keep it up, keep it in your view as a reminder and for remembrance. Life happens and sometimes we don't see that blow that knocks us down. I mean, that's just life. I mean, I'm starting to kind of like digest that as well because sometimes I think we believe if we do all things good, I go to church, I pay my tithe, I sing in the choir, I don't cheat on my boyfriend, I'm good to my mom, I'm, you know, pray every day. But that's not how life is. Like trouble is sure to come. And so when it knocks us down on our ass, when you get back up and you stand firm on your feet, you look up and you see your vision board. See, because see, that's why I keep mine in my closet because I love clothes and shoes and purses and bags and accessories. So when I get up each and every day, the first thing I'm going to see is that vision board. And it is always in my presence to remain in my present. So it won't become a past tense thing. I understand that, you know, this may seem like a cutting and pasting activity. And maybe it's the teacher in me because I am a creative soul. But creating a sacred space that displays what you want actually does bring it to life. What we focus on expands. And when you create a vision board and that place that it's in and that space where you see it often, you essentially end up doing sort of visualization visualization exercises throughout the day. So if I want, you know, love, I'm going to do things that brings love into my life. I'm going to become love. If I want to become a better mother, I need to be a better daughter to my mother because it's reciprocated. It becomes a part of the cycle. Listen, visualization is a powerful exercise that I said earlier. Seeing is believing. That's why you sometimes have to have the faith of a child because that's how they operate. Seeing is believing. You got to see it in order to believe it, in order to achieve it. Women of Confluence, I would implore you to do a vision board this year. You may say, why, Charlie? And, you know, what's the purpose? And how do I do it? I mean, Lord, one more thing to my to-do list. And don't look at it as one more thing to your to-do list. Look at this as your to-do list for a better life. You're not adding to it. You're making a blueprint and God is the architect. Come on, Jesus. Man, he is the architect. And you know what? He could take your little blueprint and make it better. He makes your house into a mansion. He makes your, you know, I mean, your children into like glorious jewels. Oh my God. Like he can turn anything into everything. Woo! Mm, That was a hallelujah moment for me. He can turn anything into your everything, but you just got to trust and believe it. So you say, how can it be done? I mean, I, I used to hold vision board parties 
in my home with my homegirls. And sometimes I realize like that's too much for me. I think I'm attention deficit disorder. I, I really think so because too much throws me off my path. And so I kind of do my vision board alone, but I still host my friends as a sacred space for them to get what they need out of their mind to help them work that thing through. So first thing you need to do is set the mood. Um, I turn off the TV and I turn on some relaxing music. The next thing I do is I light a candle and I clear my space. And just like you have to declutter your mind, you have to declutter your space. You need to be free and clear of all things that can be a hindrance. When it comes to actually putting up stuff on my board, I like to leave a little space in between because, again, clutter clouds my mind. I like to break my vision board down into sections. So, like, if I want to build my business, myself, my body, my child, my love life, my family life, I might create an octagon or create, you know, a shape that will allow me to just kind of focus in those areas and be again attainable with those goals um i try not to let things overlap uh if it overlaps i need it to overlap with purpose so if it's speaking and tv and microphones all of that kind of goes into an area but i try not to overlap it because i need again hey what's my word compartments And then before I get to gluing it down to make it permanent, I kind of design it to make sure that it's aesthetically appealing to my eye. I need to look at this every day and I don't want to look at it in disgust. So before I start gluing things down, I kind of map it out before finalizing. And once I glue everything down, I modge podge it so it can stay in place and give it a pretty glaze. So when it hangs up in my closet, it becomes a work of art. It becomes, wait for it, wait for it, a masterpiece reveal. Yes, 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 a masterpiece reveal. And let me say this to those people that say, you know, why a vision board doesn't work out for them. Um, And again, I'm speaking from experience. I told you I have all of my vision boards hanging up in my garage. And some days I walk up to them and like, look at you, God. Okay, I said, you know, 100, you know, uh, 1K followers. I said, you know, for me to be a better mother, I said I wanted to lose weight and maintain. But for years, I kept putting this one thing on my vision board and it was king. And it was a picture of an actor that I find very fond, Boris Whitaker. I think he's an amazing actor. And he actually has Texas roots. But And I put King underneath it. And then another year, well, it didn't happen that year. So another year, um, I put all of these things that I want, you know, in my relationship. And I put King again. And I put, you know... All of these things around what I want my king to be. But in order for me to have a king, I needed to be at a queen status and operate at a queen status. And God knew that I was not ready for that. The attributes of a king 
right? I needed to work on the attributes of a queen. So our efforts, our love, our bond could match. Therefore, I was not ready in 2014 and God had to continue to work on me and check this out. I never removed it from the board. It looked differently each year, but King always showed up and my attributes became more defined. At first it was broad, right? So I had a lot of broad relationships, but it wasn't until I became defined with what I want. And I remember putting on my vision board one year, a safety pin. Woo! Hallelujah. Because I remember right up under King, like this is going to make me cry because I said I wanted a love that will hold me down through the good, through the bad, the happy, the sad. I put a safety pin on there. That's it. And Y'all, it did not come to pass until 2018. But when I tell you that that has been carried over for every vision board for the last few years. So when I tell you that they work, they work. I remember saying I wanted to be on TV on my vision board. Guess what I've been? Not just once, but several times. I said I wanted my book to go in different places of the United States. And I've gotten calls from places that I've never been before. It works, but you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to trust and you got to believe it. Simply put, a vision board is a work in progress that never ends. Yes, that year ends, but we are constantly evolving into greatness. I learned a poem in the third grade and I still say it often and I actually teach it as a mantra in my classroom every single year. And it simply says, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Don't let it rest. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop believing. Don't stop hustling. Don't stop achieving. This year will be the year of growth for us to evolve into the work of art that others will admire, that you will be proud of for years to come. I'm hoping to see more DBAs this year, more LLCs this year, more life-changing announcements this year, more business partnership and alliances, six-figure salaries, passport stamps, an overflow of love and happiness all around. I pray that joy embodies your whole spirit and never leave you. Let this year be the grand finale for this decade. Cheers to a bright and successful, inspiring 2019 Ladies of Confluence. I am rooting for you because I want all of us to win. Well, that's it for me this week. Be blessed and a blessing to others. And definitely don't be a bag lady. Hey you, 
Want to be on the podcast and have a brand that you want to share with the women of Confluence? Let's talk. Email me at requestcharlie at charliemarcole.com. That's requestcharlie at charliemarcole.com. And please be sure to like and share my statuses on all social media platforms. Smooches!